Welcome to the third episode of the Gefeller Show. I am your host, Kevin Gefeller, doing it solo dolo for this week. And I'm going to be covering only 8 to 10 minutes NFL preseason week one. I like to keep these podcasts short. Last week again, or two weeks ago, excuse me, with Brad was nice to have. I will do some longer uh, style podcasts that are around an hour or so, but I like to keep them around 8 to 10 minutes. I know people's schedules are busy, and really listening to an hour podcast, for some people, it's just not going to happen. So I like to keep it, I'm going to like to keep it a little bit shorter, 8 to 10 minutes. Um, I, I'm going to like throughout the season, throughout the NFL season, some, since I'm a huge NFL fan, I'm going to try to make these recap videos Again, hopefully 8 to 10 minutes each week. What I thought, pros and cons, each team, big news, injuries, etc. Also some fantasy advice. I am going to be starting up my radio show again at St. Joe's, Radio 1851. I will give a shout out when that starts time so you guys can listen in. Um, eventually, I might end up just taking clips from there and putting it in podcast style so you guys can go ahead, go ahead and listen if my voice does not crack. Uh, like a... Um, so you guys can tune in, just like the radio show. Um, I'll just throw it right in here so you guys can listen to that. But kicking things off, Hard Knocks, week one, last week, last Tuesday. These are my takeaways from the first episode. I knew it was going to be fun, and it was fun. Starting off, John Gruden, meaning business. This was shown in the first few minutes of the episode with his rant claiming he does not believe in dreams but he believes in nightmares. All the players were looking at him like, what? What are you talking about, Coach Gruden? Saying, you know, you got to believe, you got to take someone else's dream, and you got to become a nightmare for the other team and the other player. Interesting stuff. And he set the tone early. You saw in the first few minutes of the episode, sending home Ronald Ollie, because he was not really, he was not committed and he said, let's get these guys, John Gruden said, let's get these guys out of here that don't want to practice and don't want to play. So he got out of here setting the tone early for this Raiders team and this Raiders uh, training camp. Big news you knew going into this was Antonio Brown. He's a unique character, man. And you knew he was going to cause problems for this Raiders team. I mean, you saw him last year with the Steelers and Juju Smith-Schuster. You saw the issues he caused in the locker room. And things you can tell are starting to kick off with Antonio Brown. But first, it was funny. I saw his kids during the episode uh, talking about, Why don't, where, where's Ben Roethlisberger? He's like, no, our quarterback is now Derek Carr. We don't play with Ben Roethlisberger anymore. So it was pretty funny to watch his kids just be all confused and say, Daddy, Daddy, where, where's Ben Roethlisberger? No, he doesn't play with ben, Big Ben anymore. But Antonio Brown causing problems. He's dealing with frostbite. So it was not really told during the episode. News came out later. He's dealing with frostbite on his feet due to entering a cryotherapy chamber without proper footwear. I mean, this is the most Antonio Brown thing you can, you can see happen, just causing issues early. You know he's going to produce on the field. You know he is. But off the field, if he can just get it together, man, he will be. I mean, he is a franchise wide receiver, but he's the guy, he's the face of your franchise if he can just get it together off the field. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. He's known as kind of a quote-unquote diva wide receiver, uh, and you saw it here, again, with the frostbite in his feet. Just a few days ago, news came out that he refuses to wear the new required NFL helmet as it interferes with his ability to play, saying he can't really see the ball. 
I don't really know what's going on here. He's saying he will not play football if he cannot wear his old helmet. No, not the Pittsburgh Steelers helmet. Just the old helmet that was, uh, again, now regulated banned from the NFL saying for safety issues, you can no longer wear that helmet. Antonio Brown, we'll keep you updated on the news. Keep an eye on Twitter, on, on all your news sites, ESPN, etc. I mean, I, I think I'm calling BS. I think Antonio Brown is going to play this year. Uh, you're giving up millions of dollars if you end up not playing foot. He's like, I don't need football. I don't see it happening. I'm calling BS on this. I think Antonio Brown will suit up for week one. Uh, old helmet or new helmet. Other key takeaways from Hard Knocks. Players I like seeing. Cleland, Farrell, or Furl. I saw some announcers, some uh, play-by-play announcers calling him Furl. I don't know which way to pronounce it. Please tell me which way is correct if you do know. I'm looking forward to see more clips of him. Being a top draft pick, he seems like he's a little bit quiet, goes about his business, and I respect that. Again, being a top five pick, I just want to see him perform on the field. Another first-round pick, Jonathan Abram. He was a completely he was a different story. He was not quiet. In fact, he was loquacious and excited to say the least. And he couldn't pronounce salmon. Looking at Derek Carr, he went to a nice restaurant, if you watch the episode, saying, I want to get some of that seared salmon. Jonathan Abram, what? He was also fangirling, fangirling over g Easy. He came to the uh, Raiders practice, and he was like, ooh, me, myself. And I'm just like, oh, no, Jonathan Abram. <laughs> I, I don't know whether it's just because the cameras are rolling or if this is just his personality. Some people even call them annoying during the episode, and I can see that perspective. Uh he was wanting to hit people during the whole episode, and, and Gruden was like, relax, we don't want to hurt our own guys, just wait, wait, just chill out. It's only the first week of the preseason. Lastly, the third, third round pick, which I saw none of during the episode, which I was surprised by, and I want to see more of, was Josh Jacobs. There was no focus on him. And there's going to be a lot, this season is going to rely a lot on Josh Jacobs, again, rookie running back out of Alabama. There's a reason they picked him in the first round. They have a lot of faith in Josh Jacobs. And Gruden likes to run the rock, as proven by his Tampa Bay days. So Josh Jacobs is going to get a lot of action this season. And I hope in the next episode, this upcoming Tuesday, uh, you're going to see some more Josh Jacobs. So that's it. That's my takeaways from the first episode. Uh, The next episode will be this Tuesday, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Can't wait to tune in. More drama, I'm sure, is going to come out again with Antonio Brown. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see how the front office will deal with him saying, I want to wear my old helmet. Anyways, next episode this Tuesday. Last thing on the Raiders, guard J- uh, Gabe Jackson also has an MCL injury, and he will be out for two months. Not good news for the Oakland Raiders because they struggled last year uh, offensive line. Uh, Derek Carr was under a lot of pressure last year. They need this line to be as healthy uh, and as ready to go in the first few weeks as possible. So not good news for the Raiders. Moving on, preseason games, my yay or nay? And no, not nay is in the horse, Old Town Road. You saw a little clip of that. I mean, you you couldn't have missed it. Uh, Jonathan Abrams and Cleland Farrell uh, in hard knocks, riding horses to Old Town Road. So no, not nays in a horse. Yay or nay, as in, was this a good a good preseason game to watch? Did good things come out of it? Or was eh, you shouldn't have tuned in? You shouldn't have looked at even the highlights. 
I didn't watch all, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm dying over here. It's hard to do these things solo. Uh, again, I've been doing radio for a year and a half now, so speaking nonstop is definitely not easy. But starting off preseason games, Eagles versus Titans, I'm giving this game a nay. Nate Sudfeld broke his, and mainly not Nate because the game was boring, but just because, uh, just injury-wise, Nate Sudfeld broke his left wrist on a late hit in the second quarter of the Philadelphia's uh, 27-10 loss to the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night. Sudfeld was scheduled for surgery Friday morning, but Eagles coach Doug Peterson said the injury is not season-ending and the team does not plan to add another quarterback. I do not see that as truthful. I think they will add another quarterback. Whether who that, who's that's going to be, who knows. Um, the possible quarterback backup options are slim as of this moment. Cody Kessler is the backup to Carson Wentz currently. Some debate over talk radio. I was listening to 97.5, the fanatic, and I heard a little bit of talk about Colin Kaepernick coming in. I don't want to get too much into it. But I think Colin Kaepernick, I don't think the Eagles are going to make that bold of a decision, but uh, I think Colin Kaepernick would be a one of the best options, just objectively speaking, uh, for a backup position. I know he hasn't played in like three years, um, but he was in a Super Bowl. I mean, I don't think they're going to end up signing him, so I think all of this is uh, irrelevant. Regardless, moving on, Tennessee Titans side of the ball, Ryan Tannehill, I like to, I like to call him Tannehill, he did hurt his knee multiple times, and that's not why. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, formerly with the Dolphins, to- tossed a pair of touchdown passes in his first game with the new team in his role as Mariota's backup. Uh, and third string at Logan Woodside also threw two touchdown passes in this game. Ryan Tannehill said, quote, It was a lot of fun to compete against another team. Uh, we've been working hard since the spring, and we have an opportunity to play for real, so it was a lot of fun. So, Eagles, Titans, nay for me, just because injury-wise, um, that's the only nay of the preseason games. All the other ones, I didn't watch all these games, but the highlights were fun to watch. Giants, Jets, give them a yay, mainly because of Daniel Jones and the hype building around Daniel Jones. He hit all five of his passes and capped his only series with a pinpoint 12-yard touchdown to former Denver Bronco Benny Fowler. In leading the Giants to a 31-22 victory over the local rival Jets on Thursday night. Uh, in a preseason game, it eventually got ended up suspended due to lightning and heavy rain. But Daniel Jones, oh my God. David Gettleman, are you a genius? Probably not. Anyway, Daniel Jones, I think he had a very impressive first drive, but people are overreacting. Uh, this was just one single drive against backups. I want to see Daniel Jones in the regular season. Do I think he's going to be a bust? Eh, it's too early to say that, but I think he's going to... I think Giants fans are going to be more impressed um, than when they first drafted him, saying, oh, who are we drafting? Daniel Jones, I mean, just watching, I know it's one drive. He does have an arm. He is accurate. Uh, I think he can be a starting quarterback. He eventually is going to have to be with Eli Manning. Uh, hopefully retiring within the next few years, year or two. Uh, this is going to be Daniel Jones' uh, job. This is going to be his opportunity. He may even this season, if Eli Manning is not producing, I could see him being the guy going forward uh, at the end of the season. Daniel Jones, that was the big news. Giants, Jets, Bills, Colts, the big news was around the rookie running back, Devin Singletary. 
This guy, keep an eye on this guy. I know Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy are in that backfield for the Bills, but they drafted this, this rookie, Devin Singletary, for a reason. He scored 66 touchdowns during his three years at Florida Atlantic, which led to Bills general manager Brandon Bean referring to him as the funnest guy I've watched all year. Singletary is going to get touches in this offense. Um, matter of how many touches, who knows? I'd guess maybe 10, 10 a game. Uh, but Devin Singletary is going to be impressive. And if he ends up performing, he will get definitely more than 10 touches in a game. Singletary in this game versus the Colts, he was fearless running up the middle. At one point, he had a defensive end uh, whiffing as he sped past him. He displayed patience uh, following blocks. I like what I see from Devin Singletary. Definitely keep an eye on him heading into the regular season. He might end up performing later in the season if injuries do pile up in that Bills backfield. Dolphins-Falcons, get a yay from me. Josh Rosen went uh, 13-420 with no touchdowns and one interception, and he played the ha- uh, half the game. Josh Rosen, my, my opinion on Josh Rosen, I think he deserves a second shot. I get it. He was not very impressive last year for the Arizona Cardinals, but I think he has a chance. Uh, he deserves a second chance. I mean, it was a brutal offense, brutal offensive line for the Cardinals last season. And he's not cooking with a lot more this season for the Dolphins. This offensive line is iffy. Uh, but I think Rosen, given the right opportunity, can be a solid NFL quarterback. You know, maybe not elite, but I think he can be a serviceable NFL quarterback. He made some very nice passes in this game versus the Falcons. Shout out to his receivers, too, though. I mean, it was not only Rosen doing all of the work. So, again, he uh, he overcame shaky protection, 191 yards, uh, direct three scoring drives of more than 60 yards to help with their win over the Falcons. Again, Josh Rosen, I know he's competing with Fitzmagic, but... I think Josh Rosen will be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins later in the season, maybe even within the first few weeks. Chargers, uh, Cardinals, another yay, focusing on rookie quarterback Kyler Murray. Arizona didn't take any chances with their prize rookie quarterback, uh, but Murray did complete nearly all of his passes and showed the mobility that made him the top overall draft pick. He went 6-for-7 for 44 yards in 10 plays during the Cardinals' first offensive series. And Murray said, quote, at the end of the game, I was just going out there and being myself like always, trusting in my abilities. I wanted to score. I wanted to go back in. I was definitely itching for more. Don't worry, Kyler Murray. You will be getting more very soon. So those are my big stories from the first week of the NFL uh, preseason games. Some other big news I just want to quickly touch on for some teams. The Lions, they lost their wide receiver, Jermaine Kirst, to a broken left leg. And also tweak, tweaked an ankle uh, after suffering the injury in the early first preseason game versus the Patriots on Thursday night. Uh, the Lions now, without Jermaine Curse, are left with Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, and Danny Amendola. Uh, I, I still think this wide receiver core is fine. Uh, the Lions, te- as a team, as a whole, uh, they're right. They've always been that middle of the pack team. Uh, maybe this year under new coaching and um, maybe Stafford will will end up being the guy and the defense can perform but they just they have not been contenders in the NFC North now with the Bears the Vikings the Packers I mean they're all just they've been solid teams now for years the Lions are gonna have to do big things 
uh, if they want to compete in the NFC North. Texans, it's unfortunate, all these injuries happening, but you know it's going to happen within the first few weeks. Uh, Kiki Kuti for the Texans, he got injured. Uh, the second-year receiver, he ended up tweeting out, y'all can say what y'all want uh, to behind the screen, but you never spend a day in my shoes. Minor setback, nothing major. I believe in Kiki Kuti. If you saw him last season, him and Deshaun Watson were developing a connection before he got injured last season. Uh, and Kuti, it's a shame he got injured. I'm hoping that he will be okay, uh, maybe only if he misses a game or two. Who I have to keep up to date. I'm not really sure to be honest, of his current status. I have not checked, uh, but I is, I'm, I'm very hopeful that he is good to go in the first few games of the regular season. Green Bay Packers news. Unfortunately, more injuries. Uh, I only got bad news from here on out. <laughs> uh, Packers second-year line, second linebacker Oren Burks. Uh, he was penciled in as a starter for the Packers. They need linebackers. They lost Clay Matthews to the Rams. They need linebackers, and they need edge rushers luckily they got Zadarius Smith and a few different guys but they need to be able their defense I've said it for years now if their defense could perform Aaron Rodgers would probably have three rings it's not good that they're losing a linebacker like Burks again he was a third round pick in 2018 he was expected to start alongside Blake Martinez uh, but he has a torn pec muscle he's believed to have a torn pec (coughs) excuse me And and a torn pec is not good news I've seen people, whether it's just like weightlifting, have a torn pec, and it takes months of rehab to come back from it. Uh, I'm not optimistic that he will be back for this season. Last injury news, Broncos, man, uh, more injuries just keep racking up. Denver Broncos, they lost their their rookie running back. Their, Their running back they acquired from the Lions, Theo Riddick, he's one of those guys that he's just a receiving back. He's basically another wide receiver. Um, he was going to be a pass-catching threat out of the backfield. He's now going to miss six to eight weeks with a sh- shoulder injury. Uh, Riddick suffered the injury in Thursday night's preseason loss to the Seahawks. Uh, the coach, Vic Fangio, he said he'll probably miss a good big, bit of time. It will probably drag into the regular season. Uh, a small fracture was discovered after the Broncos returned to Denver from Seattle. So it's believed uh, he injured this during an incomplete path on a pass on a fourth and two with two minutes 38 seconds left in the first quarter. The Broncos are fine at the running back situation, though, in the running back backfield. Uh, they still have their now second-year running backs, Philip Lindsay, who was dominant last season. He'll be fine catching passes out of the backfield. He's explosive back that can catch the ball. And they also have their, their bruiser, Royce Freeman. Hopefully he'll take a step up as well in this Broncos backfield. They're going to need it with Joe Flacco. So that's it for this episode, keeping it short and simple. If you listen to this point, I just want to, I'm curious how many people listen to this point. If you listen to this point in my, in my latest post on Instagram or Twitter, tell me what your favorite movie is and why. I know it's a very broad question, whether it's drama, comedy, uh, thriller, whatever. I want to hear what your favorite movie is and why. Uh, my favorite movie personally is Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. I just love that movie. Um, but tell me what your favorite movie is and why at Gefeller Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm hoping to get, again, more guests on in the future. So just shoot me uh, a DM on Instagram or Twitter if you want to join the podcast. We will definitely be doing more of these each week. 
So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to tune in next week. Make sure to tune in to Hard Knocks this Tuesday if you want to have some more entertainment on a Tuesday night. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Gefeller.